Good morning, Marvel fans. I'm switching things up a bit, and I'm actually not recording this in the morning, so everyone that is listening to this anywhere but morning, you get a pass. But next time, listen to it in the morning. Um, welcome to the Marvel Mornings Podcast, the show where I talk about anything and everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Gabe Whiteman, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the first movie in the MCU timeline, Captain America The First Avenger. Um, if you haven't heard already, I am going to talk about Marvel, but in MCU timeline order. Don't worry, I will talk about Marvel with new releases such as Quantum Mania, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and all the new releases, so don't worry about that. Um, since it is not morning, I guess you can drink whatever, but you know, coffee's still good to drink. Um, now before we get into this episode, click the support link in the show notes and make any donation. Uh, anything helps to make the show better. It really, it, it would really help if you donated. Now, uh, let's jump into the Marvel Morning Update. This is the Marvel Morning Update. My name is Gabe Whiteman, and let's get into today's headlines. First, it is not confirmed, but it is rumored, that Galactus will be the main villain of Phases 7, 8, 9, and 10, and these phases will conclude the whole MCU. Again, this is rumored, not confirmed. Next, it has been officially confirmed that What If Season 2 will be released next year due to budget problems. Hmm. Third, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever that is officially on Disney Plus and is available to buy on all streaming platforms. It will be released in physical formats such as Blu-ray, DVD, and more on February 7th, including a special edition steelbook, only available at Walmart and Best Buy. Finally, it has been heavily rumored that Avengers Secret Wars could be split into two films, making it Avengers King Dynasty, Avengers Secret Wars Part 1, and Avengers Secret Wars Part 2. Not only that, but it has also been rumored that Avengers King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars might be delayed to 2027 and 2028. Honestly, I kind of hope they do so it gives Phase 5 and 6 a little bit more breathing room. But that's just me. And that is the Marvel Morning Update. Now, back to Gabe with the episode. Okay, so I guess let's just start talking about Captain America First Avenger. Um, first, I have to put this out there. Uh, I actually forgot how good this movie was. Um, I, I love the MCU, and I've watched probably almost every movie, but I actually have not seen this one in a while. Honestly, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I don't think I've actually seen a lot of the Phase 1 movies in a while. Like, I don't think I've seen... Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of the Phase 1 movies in forever. I've been recently just watching Phase 4 movies, including Black Panther Wakanda Forever, so I've been watching Wakanda Forever for like, what is it now, like the fourth time already, and I'm probably going to watch it again after this, after I'm done editing this episode, so yeah, it's it's like my new favorite MCU movie, and honestly, that should have been on my hot takes episode, if I'm really being honest. Uh, anyways, so I thought it was a good movie. It was a good origin story for Captain America, especially. Um, I, I don't know. Phase one was all about origin stories. And honestly, they actually, I don't, they, they did something different with this movie. And I think that's also why it was good is because it was just something different. But at the same time, I actually don't know when this was released. I know Iron Man was released in 2008 and that started the whole MCU. But I don't know when this was released. I would assume... Actually, you know what? I'm going to assume that Captain America First Avenger came out 
before the Avengers because I remember after watching it that Captain America First Avenger had a post credit scene and it was the trailer for the Avengers movie um, which was had a very very 2010 vibe to it it really did it was like a very 2000s trailer it was funny um, anyways overall good origin story um, I thought this movie was also good since it was a war movie but it was also combined with like the MCU and the superheroes which if you literally say it out loud a war movie combined with superheroes it does sound like a weird combination it's like really wow i can't believe you're making that into a movie but honestly it was actually it was actually a pretty good movie they they pulled it off but you also have to think about this this is when marvel studios was kind of starting out to be honest even though i'm an mcu fan i actually don't know if marvel studios was planning out the whole infinity saga and everything when Captain America First Avenger came out. I don't know if they planned stuff out after the Avengers or what happened. So I would probably have to do some research into that. But um, but either way, they pulled this off. Even if they were just trying to make a Marvel movie, they pulled this off. Um, some things that I noticed about the movie, um, just because I was like, I was just taking notes and I'm like, huh, huh, you know. Um, I thought it was really insane how Howard Stark, which, if you didn't know, Tony Stark's dad, was able to build a flying car in 1942. It's like, oh my gosh. I mean, of course, when they showed that scene, um, it was in like the, oh, I, I couldn't even tell you, it was some sort of like futuristic expo or whatever, or maybe it was the Howard Expo, Howard Stark Expo, or Stark Expo, whatever it's called. Um, but anyways, yeah, he was showing off his latest invention, which was a flying car. And of course, well, it didn't work because I mean, come on, this is 1942. Of course it wouldn't work. But the fact that actually flew for a solid, a solid chunk of time, that was pretty impressive. I thought that was actually really innovative. It really shows how really, man, I cannot speak. It really shows how innovative howard stark was it was pretty cool um uh, i also liked how uh, they casted uh what's his name tommy lee jones as the sergeant because uh, i mean if you didn't know the whole story already which i mean you should have um it's all about steve rogers trying to get into the army and so when he finally does he meets his drill sergeant well i think that's what he was and it's tommy lee jones and Tommy Lee Jones has literally, he literally just has that face that, I don't know, that I guess that certain quality that's like, okay, yeah, he is like the military, you know, serious role. So I'm glad that Marvel realized this and they casted Tommy Lee Jones as a sergeant. He always fits that type of role. Um, I also like the flagpole scene, uh, which is like, like the work harder, work, or <laughs> I... I thought that scene was pretty cool. I mean, there's a ton of scenes in this movie that are pretty nice, but the flagpole scene was good. Um, just because it's like, you see the group of soldiers running towards the uh, flagpole or running on the track, whatever, and the sergeant's like, oh, get the top of the flag and you can get a ride with uh, Captain Carter. And, of course, they try to climb the flagpole, they can't get the flag, whatever, and, of course, Steve Rogers is behind the uh, group of soldiers or whatever and so after the group of soldiers um falls in or whatever 
Uh, of course, there's Rogers going up to the flagpole and the sergeant yelling at him, like, fall in, fall in, ah! And the and then you can see Rogers just being like, heh, you thought? And the pole drops with a flag, and it's like, hmm, work smart, not harder. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Then there's Stanley Tucci. So I do... I. First of all, I do like him as an actor. I I think he's a good actor. So um, it was just kind of surprising that he was actually in this movie because I don't know he because his role was a scientist and it really doesn't to me fit feel like he fits that. But at the same time, you have to look at his performances over the years and like especially Hunger Games. Like he was in Hunger Hunger Games and you can and he was playing the I don't even know what. He, he was like the moderator for the games i don't know and that was a weird character so honestly now looking at it playing a scientist that's actually not really that hard to do um so anyway stanley tucci his performance was good especially with the accent i noticed because i noticed he was trying to have like some sort of german accent which makes sense because when he introduced himself to uh rogers um he was saying where he was and he said he was originally from germany and you can you can tell he had some sort of like foreign accent which is all like huh okay you know i overall i think he had a good performance it sucks that he died and yes i shouldn't i'm not gonna even say spoilers because come on you should have seen the movie already (laughs) um so i like stanley tucci's performance sorry i have to get a drink real quick And before you say anything, it's not coffee. So, I know. It's not coffee and it's called the Marvel Morning Podcast? Well, oh well, I'm drinking my own drink. Um, no, okay, let's, uh, back to the episode. Um, so, uh, next, I like the humor in it. Because, and that's my, probably the biggest complaint. And you can probably ask and question any MCU fan right now and talk to them about Phase 4. Okay, if you go up to any MCU fan, any Marvel fan, whatever, that has watched all the movies and series, whatever, in Phase 4, you can, they'll all probably all say the same thing, and it's the comedy. That is the biggest flaw in Phase 4, and that's why the Infinity Saga is probably so much better, especially Phase 1 with the comedy, is because this movie was a series movie, it was, but it had humor. It had humor in it, and it's not like the Phase 4 humor, where, because in Phase 4, the humor felt forced, and they were, and it was almost like they were just trying to write jokes. But in this movie, and probably in Phase 1, there it's just more like punchlines. It's like, oh, hey, punchline, and it's like, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of funny, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, like, it's, like, there's this one scene in the movie where Captain America, um... Peggy Carter and uh, Howard Stark are on the plane, so they so Captain America can get behind enemy lines, save the um, uh, um, oh my gosh, the hundred seventh uh, infantry or whatever it's called. Um, and so while they're on the plane, you know they're all going over the plan, whatever. And of course, um, and of course Howard Stark brings up it's like oh hey maybe we should go buy whatever he mentions and get fondue and then of course there's all this kind of well first carter 
Peggy Carter was like kind of just rolled her eyes, whatever. And then Car- then um, Captain America was like giving awkward looks, and it's like, hmm. So you and Stark, hmm. You uh, you know, fondue. So are you two? Do you fondue? And I was like, I kind of laughed at that because I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, if you just say it out loud, it's not really funny. It was just kind of, it's like, huh? But to me, I, I think it's funny. It's just stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's not, it's not forced and it's not like you're writing jokes. It's just like, you know, just punchlines, you know, and it's not like, and it's not like a joke every single minute it's more like one or two here and there you know and even then i think it only had like one or two um jokes or punchlines in this movie like i think the only one i remember is the um one with uh man i cannot remember it oh that's right it was the one where Peggy Carter and Cap America and, um, I don't know his name, but Tommy Lee Jones' character was in the car going after the ship, which had Red Skull driving it. And so, um, of course, before Rogers jumped on the plane, Peggy and Rogers kissed, and then Rogers looked at Tommy Lee Jones' character, and he said, I'm not kissing you. I'm not kissing you. And I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um... But it's just stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's not forced at all. It's just more like punchlines. It's more like, <laughs> you know, and that's the comedy I wish Marvel had. And I wish Marvel Studios could recognize and be like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It's almost like they're trying too hard with phase four with the comedy. But we'll get into that when we do phase four. Um, I also thought it was interesting how Captain America became popular because, you know, in the MCU, you always think it's like, oh, well, Captain America, 1942, he was probably popular because of the war. Uh, not really. It wasn't, I mean, yeah, he did fight in the war and did do a lot of heroic stuff, but it wasn't just from his hero, uh, heroism. It was actually also because of, uh, I forgot what he called it, but it was like a monkey on a unicycle bit, you know, with all the plays and, you know, demonstrating how, uh, how much of an icon he is and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, okay. And it's like, huh, you know, it's like, he's not just popular just from the war. He's pop, he's popular because of his, you know, his performance, I guess you can call it. And which he didn't like, and he thought he was just, you know, a monkey on a unicycle type thing so i thought i was like oh hmm, interesting how you know he rose to fame and since we're actually talking about this and because it's it relates to the scene i have to talk about a certain actress if you didn't know there is actually a certain actress that pops up in captain america a first adventure okay and i didn't know this until later and that is that there's a certain actress that pops up, and I think she just plays a regular, um, I don't know, maybe one of the girls that goes up on stage with, um, Rogers during, like, his, uh, his plays or whatever, and she plays a soldier in, or one of the girls that go up in the, um, with Rogers in the play in this movie, but she also plays Peter Quill's mom in Grinds of Galaxy movies, and this actress is Laura Haddock. Like, look it up. It's kind of crazy. It's like, hmm, because it's something that Marvel really doesn't do. And it's like, huh, 
it's weird that you kind of did that you know so i i just had to mention that just because i was like oh hey i forgot about that you know okay so i guess now that's all the things i noticed what i liked about it and now unfortunately yeah we do have to talk about the parts that i noticed well not noticed just more like stuff i didn't like about the movie Did you know that podcasting is a $25 billion industry? Well, it makes sense since there are so many podcasts out there and so many in the works. That's why I made mine, and I know you want to make your podcast too. That's why I'm going to help you. For a podcast, you need a hosting service. For my podcast, I use Buzzsprout. I tried it, and I have not had any problems whatsoever, and that's why I've been with them ever since. And it makes sense since podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. That's why there are so many different plans to choose from. You can even start for free. All you need is some gear that you already have and a quiet space, and there you go. You have your podcast. Yet, to make this even better, if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. To help you out on starting your podcast, you can actually follow the link in the show notes and you can get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. That sounds like an awesome deal to me. Start your podcast and join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Sign up with Buzzsprout today. Okay, so this is actually going to be a short section, um, and I'm just saying it's going to be a short section because I honestly I barely found anything wrong with this movie, which kind of shows how good it is. And again, I know I already mentioned this, but I forgot how good of a movie this is. But anyways, let's just kind of let's just try to breeze over the things I didn't like, just so I, you know you can remember how good of a movie it is. Okay, so. I did notice, and you have to keep in mind, this is a 2000s movie, or early 2000s? I don't know. Uh, I totally forgot to look up the release date for this movie. Um, So yeah, we'll just say early 2000s. But anyways, I did notice that when Rogers was in a scene, he was in this exam room, because the main point of this movie was for him to be drafted for the war, because he wanted to fight in the war. So, there was a scene where Rogers was in the exam room so he can be drafted for the war. And Stanley Tucci's character uh, enters and has that interaction between Rogers and his character. And that's like the first interaction. But when they showed Rogers' character, it was a little bit obvious that it's CGI. And if you didn't know this, they actually used CGI for uh, Steve Rogers. Because um, in the beginning of the movie, or first like 40, 50 minutes, something like that, um, Steve Rogers is actually skinny, like super skinny. And that's the whole point. And then when he gets modified and has a serum in him, he gets all beefy and that's Chris Evans or whatever. But anyways, so what they ended up doing to make him look skinny is that they take Chris Chris Evans' head and they put it on a a person that has a really skinny body and that person ended up being leander dini 
And so they used his body and which looked super, super skinny. And they put Chris Evans head on it. And that's uh, CGI or maybe you can call it VFX. I don't know what what you call it. But anyways, it's special effects. And so during that scene, it was really obvious that it was chris evans head on leander dini's body like it was kind of obvious like the i don't know to me i could see like the head being outlined almost almost uh in a like i don't know i can't how did it go i think it was like it was almost like a black outline across like around the head almost i don't know i i mean it might not be as bad as i remember but it was like okay you know it's like i can kind of see it but it's funny because after that scene, I actually never really realized it. Like, it looked fine for the rest of the movie, or at least for the rest of the part that he was skinny, which is really funny. So, obviously, they didn't really... To me, I don't think they really did a good job with that scene, as far as, like, the special effects and CGI and stuff. Then the second one, which is the last one, so that's why it's a short section. So, and again, it really shows how good of a movie it is. So... We have to talk about the ending, okay? So this is why, this is the second thing and reason why I'm like kind of iffy on the movie. So the ending, just to sum it up for you before we talk about it, is Captain America gets into a ship that Red Skull is driving because it has a bunch of bombs that was going to bomb major cities such as Chicago, New York, everything. Because Red Skull just wants, um, he's a leader of Hydra and he just wants to uh, take control and obliterate everything. So Captain America hijacks the ship, Red Skull disappears, which if you didn't know this, he actually later pops up in Endgame. And then he, then Captain America takes control of the ship and he just does a, con- a controlled crash into, I think it was the Arctic. And that's how it ends. But there's a couple things that are wrong, that's wrong with this, okay? So first, during that ending... Uh, Steve Rogers um, was uh, fighting a bunch of, you know, henchmen. I get you can call him that. And he was fighting all of them. One of them got into one of the bombs, which, yes, the bombs can fly. So Roger uh, Rogers saw that he was getting into the bomb that he can that was that was being flown. And so Steve Rogers went into it and, uh, of course, took him out. Whatever, and. What did he end up doing? He literally flew the bomb right into the ship. Did it explode? No. Uh, And yeah, and that's like the first thing that kind of set it off. It's like, really? How did it not explode? It's a bomb. Like, does he, like, there's no way that it's like a button in there. Like when they get close to the ground, they just like beep and then it explodes. It's like, really? Come on. There's no way that they just fly and then they hit a button and goes beep, 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 and then there's no way there's no way it should have exploded right then and there so there's problem number one with the ending then when um rogers finally takes control of the ship he's trying to uh he's talking to peggy through the radio but he's also trying to talk about options and everything it's like oh or more like peggy was talking about options like okay we can do this we can do this and do this and what he ends up doing is Again, like I said earlier, Steve Rogers ends up crashing the ship into a glacier. Or, uh, no, it's a glacier. Into the Arctic, okay? Which, again, 
should have exploded the whole ship, and yet the whole ship was actually intact when they found him in ice. So there's number two. And then, what I don't get is because of these indestructible bombs, seriously, first, he crashes the ship, bombs don't explode. The, and then he flies one of the bombs into the ship, doesn't explode. So because of all this, why couldn't he just land it? Peggy even said, hey, let's land it. And Rogers was like, nope, nope, I'm going to crash it. And it's like, really? You could have easily landed it. Like, you could have easily just turned it around. And it's like, I don't know why. So because of all that, it was really obvious that the writers was just like, no, make him crash. And that was it. It's like, really? Come on. It was really obvious. So, so obvious. Anyways, that is the only other thing I really noticed or didn't like about the movie. So it was just the ending and the CGI in that one scene. And that was it. So, which honestly really speaks to say like, hey, this is a good movie. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay, let's, uh, I know this episode seems kind of short, but... We are going to close this episode out. Okay, that's, uh, yeah, so let's close this episode out. So, um, overall, I thought this film was really good. Um, I forgot how good it was since I haven't seen it in a while. And I don't know, I mean, there's not much to say about that because, I mean, it's just a pretty good film. Um, I thought Chris Evans' performance was good. Um, but honestly, all of the actors and actresses that are in this movie did a good performance. Um, so Chris Evans, Tommy Lee Jones, Stanley Tucci, Haley Atwell, all of them, all of them did good, good performances. Um, I thought it was a good origin story. Um, it was good. It was a good movie all around. Um, and again, I mentioned this earlier, it was something different. It was a war movie with superheroes and honestly, they pulled it off. They really did. Um, it was a, good movie um the only thing is the cgi and the ending so it was that one scene where they put chris evans uh head on uh crap i forgot his name leander derny oh crap um technical difficulties leander Dini. there you go um i'm not editing this out i'm keeping this in uh leander Dini. It, so it was just that scene where they put Chris Evans' head on Leander Dini's body, and it was kind of it was kind of obvious that they did that. Um, and the ending, the ending was very very unrealistic. It was so obvious that they that the writers was like, okay, this is the goal. the The goal is for him to crash at the end, and that's how it starts for the Avengers. And there we go. It's like okay, that was really obvious. Um, but other than that, it was a really good movie. So. Now, let's give the, the score for the movie. The score I ended up giving this movie is... Drumroll, please. 7.5 out of 10. And the reason why I gave a 7.5 out of 10, okay, 7.5 out of 10, is because I subtracted a point for rewatchability okay i like this movie and i yes i keep saying that this is a good movie but i don't see myself rewatching this i mean already i don't really rewatch it even before phase four i didn't even rewatch it that much so 
there's like minus one point for that. Um, I also took a point off for CGI because again, I know it was just that one scene because all of the other scenes with him being skinny was good. I didn't really see any problems with it. It was just that one scene, but I had to take off a point for that. And then I took off a half point for the ending because yeah, it was obvious that that was their goal for him to crash, but at the same time, I mean, it was, it's the ending. It was still honestly not a bad ending, and it really set up the next movie, which was The Avengers, so, as far as release date order. So, that's why I just did it 0.5, so I was like, okay, you know what? And honestly, 7.5 out of 10, it's really not that bad of a score. It re- it's a good score for a movie. So, um, and... To be honest, I can see myself ranking a lot of good movies in the 7s or the 8s. I kind of almost want to give this movie an 8, but I, th- I think 7.5 is good. Because I think this was a good movie, it just had a couple problems. Um, So actually, that is it. Um, Yeah, that's it. It was just good movie, 7.5 out of 10. That's it. So uh, make sure you click the support link in the show notes to support the show. Um, any donation will do. Uh, everything helps so I can make the show better. I'm really hoping that I can improve this. And hope hopefully you, it would be really nice if you donated. Seriously, anything helps. Um, also make sure you click the Buzzsprout link in the show notes too. You can get a $20 credit if you, uh, for your podcast when you sign up. So click the link in the show notes for the Buzzsprout link. And also click the link to for my support notes for my for the support link man i cannot talk um so there's that um stay tuned for next week for my take and and talk on captain marvel and also stay tuned for that episode because that is where things will change i'm just gonna kind of give you a little bit of a teaser but next week for the captain marvel episode i'm going to change things up a bit you might notice a maybe a different intro you might also notice a new podcast art. Okay. And yeah, yeah there's new podcast art for the show. I'm not going to update it until the Captain Marvel episode. And not only that, but there might be some little bit of a difference in the episode format as well. So make sure you at least listen to the Captain Marvel episode next week. And that will actually sum up the show. So yeah. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week on my talk about Cap Marvel, and I guess I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>